It's MMA and beyond. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, especially during these times. Please make sure you support our, 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 our teams, our shows, uh, Audible, our, our On It, um, Glimpse to Warriors program. Make sure you keep following those pages and supporting them. So many people doing great things, including my team right here. We're here for MMA and beyond. We were just listening to Man, and we'll give his insight. Ray Longo brought up a great point on, on, on someone being in solitary confinement and Manimal was about to share his insight while communicating and cohabitating with a wrestling <laughs> dummy behind him. Henry? That's Henry. Manimal was about to tell us all how important, how important uh, being put in solitary could be and helpful it could be while he's talking to and living with a wrestling dummy who chokes you out on occasion. Named Henry. Henry. Yeah, he's, you're not going to have Henry. You're not going to have Henry in jail. You know. <laughs> I, I'd be better off by myself. You guys yeah. ever watch Castaway? You're going to have another. <laughs> you're going to have a, You're going to have another Henry. He's going to have you bent over the bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll go by Hank. Maybe we can switch. <laughs> he'll go by Hank. Up a little bit too. <laughs> I have a feeling that Manimal, what makes Manimal so entertaining is that he's never alone. Yes, not really. Yeah. It's already crowded. So when I have yeah. to share the space. It's, it's I want to say I tagged you in something on Twitter, Manimal, something about uh, um, Thor's hammer. Mjolnir? Uh, something that Neil deGrasse Tyson had posted. I tagged you on there because it was it went into the nerdiness of like the history of that. Yeah, I got to get my Twitter game up. Now's the best time. But I've just been enjoying life. Tell you the truth, walking the dog, catching workouts in the backyard, getting high a lot. I'm flying right now. I feel fantastic, guys. Just so you know, <laughs> be here. I'm be talking to everyone. How are you holding up, Ray? Uh, yeah, not bad. I think uh, uh doing pretty good. It's getting a little tight in the house every so often. But, uh, <laughs> Is this how shrinking? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, why solitary could have a benefit. Yeah. Just right here. He here might be right. He might here be right. He might have here a good are. point. Here we are. I was telling the doc, I had a, a phone call with the doc the other day. Who, the doc, not only our teammate, but my dear friend while Manuel talks to Hank um, <laughs> and I was telling the doc how many how many married friends I have who started this so strong <laughs> they started yeah. this so strong and right now it's just battles and I'm, no, I'm let me tell you, add me, add me happily to alone add me to the group you got animal's face turned so serious when that topic was brought up <laughs> He don't care. <laughs> he doesn't. He, why, why would he care? I got so many great comments about your mom's move. Yeah. Oh, hilarious! So many great comments about about uh, Manimal's mom prefers coronavirus. She'll take her chances. It's just so good. How you doing, Doc? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. You're getting too busy. Fast. I'm sure. Keeping busy. Yeah, and very busy. How how often are you are you uh, giving interviews and stuff? Because I know that you you're pretty adept at this. Uh, I think I've been doing mostly. Um, I did a couple of teleconferences 
uh, for uh, an organization called Brightspring about this. I've been, um, you know, communicating with the local group here in New York. Uh, I'm their liaison person for it, so I've been pretty active. I've been communicating with pizza. That's my problem. <laughs> I can relate to this. My problem is that. My problem is that I had, I had structured a, a, a behavioral pattern that avoided this type of thing. And when that came to it, an, and I have to create whole new. Everything came down. That's life, right, Doc? When you get all the answers, they change all the questions. That's exactly it's, right. That's exactly what happened. Ray, you made the news today. Yeah. Yeah. Ray, Always fun. Ray Lando speaks <laughs> his mind. Who knew? Yeah I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll start getting attacked. I'm sure shortly for that. But uh, uh, no, it's already. I out. think. I mean, uh, the my my thing when I I remember when I was speaking with him, if I'm not mistaken, my thing was look, I can't speak for the rest of the the country, but in New York, it's it's, it's not looking. Don't understand? Like they, I don't think they get, and I get that. You know what I mean? Because. I'm kind of sitting right here and sometimes I don't get it. I don't want to get it. You know what I mean? But I, then reality hits me and I a hundred percent get it. So I was saying to those guys that, you know, I just wish the UFC just isolated New York and said, look, man, we, 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 I, I get wanting to do the show if that's what you want to do, but you guys got to stay there. Stay put. I'll get your fights. You know, once, once this shit's over, I'll give you a good training camp. And, but to do it now, it's almost, you know, it's almost uh, insulting in a way, you know what I mean? And that was the problem. I just, I don't get how you're moving around. I don't even know why anybody would want anybody from New York even getting off a plane at this point. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, why do you want to increase your odds of, of you know, spreading something wherever they're going to be? And I'm sure that's got to be the sentiment of other people. I mean, I'm, I, I can't be alone with that. Well, but, New York uh, transitioned into, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, suggesting 100% masks. Um, I know that to to get said slice of pizza, uh, it's it's a it's a pick up drop off kind of thing, and I go yeah. dressed as though I'm about to operate on ET, and, yeah. and that's pretty much the standard here. So I agree with you, Ray. I think that you know New York's getting hit really hard. I don't think the rest of the country or other than California really understands how hard this is getting hit. We all know somebody. Yeah, exactly. Well, at this point, now it's getting yeah. now it's now it's literally one degree of separation. You know, my husband just died. It's what was several, that? My cousin died of coronavirus yesterday. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Jim, yeah, animal, yeah, don't look so upset. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, you're terrible. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> man, animal said it through just his tears. Animal out there. Well, out there. Is he laughing? <laughs> he's he's after laughing? hearing about this death was to insult Manimal. Manimal, just never anything like this. Manimal, do me a favor. Manimal, do me a favor. Pretend you're at the... my balls. That's what I'm laughing about. Manimal, do me a favor. No, no, no. Manimal, pretend, pretend you're at the wake right now. Let's take a look at you. Pretend you're at the That's wake. That's the saddest part. No, there is no, yeah. Uh, can we have, can, can, can I get serious for a second? Serious. Of serious. course. Yeah. That's actually the saddest part. Is that yeah. the original yeah. really there funerals. There's no, no way. way. There's no funerals. There's it's no not wakes. So much. Yeah, I'm no usually funerals. very comfortable with death, to be fair. But what's actually unsettling for me is no funeral. You know, you can't. Also, during the dying process, you can't go and. Like if someone's sick, you can't go see them. So I find yeah. that to be more dehumanizing than anything else to me. Yeah. Like you can't have yeah. a funeral. Like, like for me, that's actually the most yeah. painful 
but not so know, much the death as the the isolation during that. But the advice I've been giving to people, the advice I've been giving to people, because everybody's going through that now, where they're not able to be there for somebody, is that you know it, it's more important in in a funny sort of way of how you've been there in life that the funeral is more for you for resolution, not for that person. Mm -hmm. um, so that if you've been good to that person throughout their life, and you've been there for them, then that's what you have to go on now. You know, it's, it's one of the things that are happening with this one degree of separation, Ray, was that we, um, not only do we know people, we know people all different uh, levels of this, but coming from New York and, and even being in, on Long Island, where we're used to money having some sort of impact and, and how much money you have having an impact and seeing people who are very wealthy and affluence not, not mattering. It doesn't matter for masks, for visitations, for funerals, for, uh, you know, I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends, I guess I'm old enough now to have a lot of friends who have kids who are new nurses and doctors and, and uh, they're petrified. They're petrified because they're, they're reportedly unprepared in some hospitals and, and I've even read a couple of, and have a friend whose daughter quit already because she didn't, uh, she didn't want to go into an ICU uh, without proper equipment. And all the ICUs are, are becoming coronavirus ICUs. And yeah. so she didn't want to, to risk that and had to quit. And of course, devastating to put all that time in and, and really want the best, but be, be afraid for your life. It's an interesting thing, Doc. Is there anything in the in the medical field that prepares you for this, or is it something that's discussed? Is because as the way they describe it, a pandemic or you know once in a century pandemic, is it something that's even discussed, or you just hope like anything else, the natural leadership kicks in? I think I mean that's a great question. I think that yes, it's discussed in a theoretical basis, but I think until you're actually in the in the thick of it that nobody really realizes what's going on. And to Governor Cuomo's credit, I think he's doing a great job in terms of figuring out, you know, on the, on the fly, how to distribute masks and PPEs and, and get things where they're going in, in terms of trying to consolidate all the different health centers and instead of competing, actually sharing equipment and PPE now. The good news is that at least for now, we seem to be coming close to the apex. The next two weeks are going to be difficult, I believe. But it doesn't look right now as though we're going to overwhelm the system, per se, in terms of beds. The problem is that the staff is just taxed to the max. Right. And there are, people, there are volunteers from all over the country coming in to, to the state, other, other healthcare professionals. I believe the federal government is bringing in a thousand employees to uh, deploy to the uh, public hospitals, which are obviously getting inundated and overwhelmed. But you're right. I mean, in terms of the ERs, they're overwhelmed. I'd like to see, ideally, and I think we've discussed this offline a lot, I really would like to see Dr. Fauci and, you know, Dr. Osterholm and, and several other brilliant people just taking control of this right now. Um, you know, in addition to the military backup and just sort of, you know, getting that under control and, and just having a mandate that says, look, this is what we're doing. And this is, we have to close everything down right now. The economic hit is already there as far as I'm concerned. It's a painful slow death or it's faster uh, for, for that. And we'll come sure. back. 
but I think that that's the, the way to go. But in terms of, you know, nobody can prepare you in, in terms of, um, you know, what theoretically could happen. Um, but you do know what you're made out of uh, when these things hit. Steve yeah. Lee, are you, are you already fantasizing about any new, new uh, cleaning regimens you'll have at the gym? I mean, how, I mean, how, how, how are you going to, to uh, uh, sterilize and re-sterilize before opening? That's the thing. Like, even, like, uh, when this first started, like, uh, when, like, the news started, like, really getting serious about this, like, I mean, we were starting to get freaked out about it, too, so we just started wiping out everything. Like, I remember. I yeah, remember. no, I mean. If Steve Lee was cleaning the lap, I swear to God, I fucking took a step, and it was clean right behind me. Everywhere. Steve Lee was everywhere. Six times in a class, he was cleaning. I'm like, holy That's why shit. I was asking, because I Yo, noticed that crazy Steve, Steve Lee was on it, man. And Jeez, you had man. the fucking gym popping, too. You got it. It was good. That was good. You actually had to take a break to think about it, how popping it was, take it back or not, and then re-attack in three months. Everyone just remember these words were said, all right? Remember everyone said this. I'm telling the truth. Now, I need these clips. Yeah, yeah, I tell you the truth, man. I mean, when are, when are we going to get back to any type of normal? This is getting crazy. I wonder even with, with events, like, I could you see a, a, a full football stadium right now? Could you see a, 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 a sold-out, you know, hockey game at the Garden? I mean, can we you see We were just that? talking about this right before the show. Uh, yeah, I think there's enough stupid people out there. They're going to fill that arena up. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly believe they won't let us down. <laughs> You said Brooklyn. You Brooklyn, the streets, you listen, the streets, will, the streets will full today. We're, we're yeah. heading into the apex. No, the six cars in the parking lot right before we went on doing donuts. Great. Right, I'm, right, the more time Ray has isolated, the more he feel like the less fucks he gives. He just says worse and worse. Right. He makes a great point because like the, the, the streets are packed today. And I'm saying, hey, do you think people would be at an exciting event? Of course they would. They were in the street. They were in the street doing nothing. Like Ray said, I'll take the, the fucking virus at this point. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, getting to that point. Oh, yeah, let me, let me like, tell you something. I'm... I'm I'm ready to start running around hugging people. What's wrong with this guy? I'm telling rapper. you right now. This is tough. I want to be so close. Do you like? Oh, wants to be close to me. <laughs> oh, my wife does, which is nice. I'm lucky. Yes. And Hank. I'm a dog. You know. No, Hank boy. wants to be more close for to you also. Is going on. <laughs> I don't know. Steve oh, I've been Lee. watching a lot of old fights. Okay. What have you been watching? Lots of old fights. I watched today. I watched uh, Mark Schultz versus Gary Goodrich. Wow. Wow. In 1996. And that was fascinating. But I remember because uh, I watched the 30 for 30 on Dave Schultz. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it made me think of Mark Schultz. Dude, let me tell you, it was so interesting to watch that now and see, like, like Mark Schultz with one style, only wrestling, pretty much beat the shit out of Gary Goodrich. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, he was a gold, but he was a, he was a gold medal Olympic wrestler. gold medalist wrestler. I mean, Olympic. Uh, first of all, I know, uh, I know the guy that trained him that was in his corner there because I used to bring him in for seminars, Pedro Sauer, who was a great, great guy. Great. 
but Pedro, crazy. Pedro, on a number of occasions, told me the guy was just a freak. Dude. You know, he's he he's huge, Mark Schultz. He won the Olympics in the most stacked division in probably the most stacked years. Was it 88 or 84? There's a couple documentaries about him. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I watched his fight. I mean, dude, the second he touches him. Yeah. Well, we'll think, but but this is what I want you to think about right now. If you've got a, a, a stud pedigree wrestler, it's a problem. Imagine back then when Nate didn't even realize that wrestling was anything. They didn't give that. Nobody, Nobody was on there saying this guy's this or that. And these poor guys were going in as like a Shotokan guy or a – they were getting killed. No, <laughs> horrible. Leg and headbutts. Oh, you know what was interesting about this one? They kept yelling open hand, even though they weren't throwing open hands on the ground. I remember reading something about this. Do you remember this back in the day? It was like a UFC with a – Yeah, athletic commission was weird. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Well, in 96, Steve Lee was a year old. Yeah, right? Was he being one? And, Manimal, you were in high school, I guess? I was in high school, yeah. I loved UFC the second it came out. So I remember watching it in, like, junior high school in 93. But I used to like Pancrase even before that. In, like, 91, 92, I remember getting a video tape where you bought, like, the Kung Fu movies. and yeah, they had Pancrase, and those dudes were doing like MMA. Pancrase, that was like what Boss Rutan did, right? Yeah, that was like what Boss Rutan did. Ken Shamrock came from there. Uh, Masa Funaki. They had what happened to that guy? From that, and they had open hand strikes. He did pro wrestling for a bit. He was in WWE. So they were pro wrestlers too. Uh, he was he around. was a guy that he, he fought uh, Tito Ortiz a bunch, right? Yeah. Or they had some sort of feud. Oh, yeah, like, like, Rudin won the title from Kevin Randleman off his back. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he won off his back, which I thought he did win. He, he elbowed the <laughs> shit out of him from the bottom. It's so great. No, Wait, I thought he won. I think Steve's the worst instigator <laughs> of this, by the way. <laughs> the one, the, one uh, I the best fight was Dash Rutan versus Okahashi. Jesus just doesn't give a shit. All right, I say from now on, we have topics before the show, so it doesn't just end up being this anymore. <laughs> I, I, I have them. That. that was a great Everyone fight. Everyone was Mark silent for like three minutes. minutes. Oh, like, I what figured the school, then I watched Nick Diaz go me. <laughs> you know what's no what's funny he does he he can't see us uh, no so this, it's worse it's actually worse he'll just keep going i wonder how long he talks like this when the podcast is done anybody have want to take the guess he goes another hour or he, i did yeah, an hour before we even started i'm sure you did i have no doubt about it he was talking to his his wrestling dummy for sure what do you? No, what do you guys? Have the podcast. Are you guys still? You know, he could just do it if you want. <laughs> I could go finish watching Ninety Day Fiance. <laughs> Listen, it, it, <laughs> you don't. Have to, you don't have to ask I, me twice. I'll go with Hank. Stop <laughs> Let's go, Hank. Henry. Yeah. Henry. <laughs> I call him Wilson. Talk about him anyway. All the guy does is talk about himself. Such a pain in the ass. All we hear about he is. Stop. Fucking guy wins one fight in 16 years. He'll stop talking about Manimal, it. Manimal, please, I'm begging you. Wow, lower You're your losing viewers by the second. 
Do you, are you guys still with the idea that you think Khabib Tony will not happen? That's crazy. It's impossible. I don't see it. Uh, I don't see it happening. Do you think not that a, not if we're not if we're hitting the apex right at that point? I mean, I don't know. It's going to even seem worse. I think. Yeah, I you know? I I agree as far as the looks are going to be bad, but I still think he's trying to make a fight happen that day. Well, I know we I, talked about it before the. Uh, no, he's definitely he's definitely trying to make that. Sorry, Steve. He's definitely trying to make the fight happen. Well, yeah, I, WrestleMania uh, today and well, last night too, and um, they were. Well, they were able to get it to go, but it's like, it's not, it's just strange, honestly. I want to say, and I might be pulling this out of my ass, but I, I want to say that they pre-shot WrestleMania. Um, there are definitely aspects of it. They definitely pre-shot. I don't know if the whole thing, they might have done the whole thing, but. Like they studio did it so that they can present it this way safely. I want to say they did something like that where they, they studio did it. They had to have for some of it, but I don't know about all of it. Like that part, I don't know. But why? Why do you think they did that, Steve? Yeah. I think that they that they um, did kind of like what I had said that they might want to. The UFC might benefit from doing with this with this upcoming card. I want to say they filmed it in different locations and then put it together. Whereas UFC that wouldn't pre-film it and show it, I thought that if they had let's say four locations or five locations and had one fight at each one, then they'd be able to stay under the number and still present it seamlessly to an audience, uh, letting them know it's in, it's in several different locations. Kind of like if you watch, uh, you know, the country music awards, they might be in a few different locations. Oh, now we're going to go to Texas for, right. Uh, right. No, I get that. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing, just, piecing it yeah. together. That might be a, a tricky way to, to beat the numbers. Right. I just think they, you know, with the location, if they gave up that location now, the, the, the place would have so much pressure on it that they'd probably have to cancel. I think that's why, yeah. yeah you I know what I mean? It was it. almost like, you know, I was supposed to go to a funeral like two weeks ago, and then the day after they called up and said, no, the funeral's canceled. But the people did think there was going to be a funeral. It gave me a date and a time. But I think then, you know, people get pressure put on them. Like, you know, I remember the guy, I think if I have the story right, the guy, you know, called back and said, look, I could lose my license. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's going to be looked upon very lightly in the U.S. if they're in a spot where, I don't know, man. It's, but I, isn't I, it public? Like, don't you have to apply for something, like some sort of event well, license? Look, like, isn't that I could, public? I could, I could say this. I'm going to say that the only way – there can't be an athletic commission in the U.S. that's going to sanction the event. So they're going to have to go to a reservation where they have no jurisdiction, and then they'll sanction it themselves. So that's the only way I see it happening. Even when Unless... Sun did it, or did what Bellator pull the fight? Bellator pulled the show, I think. Not Mohegan Sun. Right, Bellator. No, Bellator well... pulled it, but it was probably in conjunction, and, yeah. and I don't know if they're going to have a show now. You no, know, that was at that was at the beginning. Said they're not doing no shows till June. Yeah, right, that was they at the beginning. Said, okay. It's a pain in the ass, really. I know they want to make shows happen, but you can't do a real show, like you're saying, Steve. You you can't have an arena and do a show. Well, I thought the main point of even having the show was to have Khabib and Tony fight. Exactly. That that's yeah. the problem. Now that that's gone, so what's even the, what's point, the now? point? Yeah. No. And now you're asking other people. 
to potentially risk themselves too. What, I mean, it's just a way. Listen, I, I know from talking to people that there's a lot of people that aren't going to fight and they're just scrambling to match people up at this point. Yeah. And I, I think I they're just seeing who's available and who can make it and what the ramifications are. Look, I'm sure they're going to try to follow some sort of protocol that they think is going to make it safe. Um, and that's what they're trying to convince whatever commission or people they're dealing with. But that's, I just think as the weeks go on, it becomes worse and worse. It's not getting better and better. Mm. You know what I mean? If the numbers were coming down, I could kind of see it, you know? And I, and I think the whole 18th was based off of Trump saying he wanted to get, get everybody by back Easter. on. Yeah. By Easter. So it, three weeks ago, that seemed like a viable option, but today it doesn't, you know what I mean? And even Trump himself, who I'm sure doesn't want to go, you know, who wants to hold to that, isn't going to hold to that. If anything, it's going to get worse. Yeah. Or you could get quarantined, you know, for good, you know, where you're not even allowed to go out. Well, New York hasn't announced it, but I, I, I would put, I would put my money on the idea that, you know, there's no kids going back to school the rest of this year. And, I, I would say I, I can't imagine filling, filling school buses with kids and, you know, getting those hallways for like, I, I can see them risking that for the last few weeks of their, what they would be in school for. I don't see that happening. And I think that Ray is not far off. I think that we're not far off from the national guard being called in like Ray saying and telling people to stay inside because of days like today that are beautiful, that are, you know, the parks in the city are packed. Yeah, we're getting kind of lucky with day. crappy weather. Yeah, but when that weather gets nice, man, I say people just—they're gonna lose their shit. They're going out, and and, you know. Yeah, don't forget the apex doesn't mean that it's over either. It just means that at a, at a certain point, right, the the curve may flatten. Yeah, but there are still cases that are happening because there's that incubation period, right, of of two to fourteen days where people can, you know, still be infectious, right, and. So you're going to see cases and they're still going to need for the hospitalizations. But that'll okay, be need to be reinforced. Start. Right. That's definitely going and to be reframed. Need to it be needs to be reframed. Exactly. If, I was the, if I was in the medical field and I was in a spokesperson, I would be reframing the way that they're presenting it. I definitely don't like the way they're presenting it because they're presenting it like a storm. So when they're right. saying that it's, it's reaching that apex, what, what we're conditioned to hear, even though it's not what you're saying, but what we're hearing is, oh, the eye of the hurricane's coming. Okay. So when the eye right. comes, kind of settles down, we know what's what, and now we know we're halfway done. And that's the right. way that we're hearing it, which isn't the way that it is. And I would love to see the medical uh, community reframe it so right. that people that's, don't right. see that's, it that way. Exactly. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's exactly why I was saying that, that people need to be careful because that's not what they're, that's not the implication. It's not like it's going to hit a peak and then drop, right? It's just going to hit an apex of, of how many cases we have right at this point. And because we're starting to flatten the curve, you're going to start seeing a decline to the hospitals, but that's also can be a little bit misleading. Exactly. Yeah, because, because you're not, you're still not, you're still not going to get in with a, with a, with a uh, swollen ankle. You know what I mean? You're not, you're still, no. they were just, they were mostly concerned with overrunning the hospitals, which is why those, the hospital well, boats and all that. Once that, that's done, it's still, at that I, point, it's just a deadly, deadly pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll tell you the people, but anybody yeah. speaking and, from and the hospital. It's still not going to go to the hospital. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but... 
those hospital stories are getting brutal though. They, they are, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in there, a lot of nurses, they're FaceTiming, you know, with the people that are about to die with their loved ones. I mean, that's yeah. gotta suck. There's, there's still people dying in the hallways that can't get in. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty grim at, even at this pace. And it's worth it. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, what, what are that's up to in New York at this point? Does anybody know? Over a thousand a day. Over, yeah. I think there were 630 yesterday or something like that. But, but yeah. the number of cases on Long Island is also increasing. So that speaks to what Steve was saying. Yes. You know, earlier, which is that money's not going to buy you out of this and it's not going to help you. There's, and that's, yeah, there's some wealthy people is. already dead. Yep. Look, I heard, I, I heard a few places say like at some point, a lot of people are going to be exposed and infected. It could be almost 50% of the population, let's say. <clears throat> Is that true? Is that... So right now, it's hard to know what the epidemiology is right now because we haven't tested everybody. So ideally, it would be... In an ideal world, it would be nice to test everybody and get their antibody levels to see. What we know is that... What we think is that about 80% of people get better from this right now. And about 20% of people need to be seen in the hospital, of which I think 75% they're saying now, I think that was the statistic this morning from Governor Cuomo's uh, talk, that about 75% are being released. The problem is that it's not a, it's not a three-day hospital stay, right? It's, it's 14 days, it's 21 days. And the other thing is that if you're high risk, right, then you know, they might start needing to be triaged. And so your risk goes up tremendously. That group, the, the stats are, are staggering. They can be up to 20%. No, no, that's not what I meant. As far as people being exposed to it, like a gross amount of population, not how many are gonna die, like gross amount of exposure. Like let's say there's 10 million people in New York. Are 4 million people at some point going to have perhaps carried it and not even known? got sick, not went to the hospital. That's what I mean, like overall exposure. And right. What and that look like? They're estimating, I think, someplace between one out of five and one out of 10, but without first testing and antibody testing, you can't get those numbers. We don't, we don't have a clear cut. It's an estimate right now based, based on what we know so far. We, we don't have the epidemiology because we haven't been able to test. It's been skewed, right? So we can't test everybody. And we don't have the, the results after convalescence. So if you could test and then get blood tests to see if you've actually been exposed and how many people have been exposed and have not been symptomatic, that that's your, you know, would be the ideal testing and the ideal way to get that information. But at this point, we don't have, we don't really have enough data to know. We can only guess. You, you think, uh, I think we got a sneak peek of the Longo dog. Yeah, uh, doing that. Hey, Lucky. <laughs> Lucky, say hi, buddy. Hey, Lucky. Oh. Oh, he's Lucky, enjoying stop that. Stop biting your foot, Lucky. <laughs> Act like a person. Lucky, get your, Lucky, you're always putting your foot in your mouth. Alongo. <laughs> Alongo oh, dog. What? What? Uh, speaking of animals, we had we had uh, the first diagnosed tiger with COVID-19 yeah. today. Oh, at the you know, tiger King? Yes. 
Tiger King. Yes, phenomenal. Yeah, I, picture you, I picture you uh, working at one of those places. <laughs> I'm saying that one guy, he has like a harem there. I was like, I need to step my game up. A, yeah. a gay harem. No, not the gay guy. I'm not trying to have the gay harem. Uh, I've heard so on. many people, so many people talk to me about Tiger King. Manimal is the first to speak of it with envy. Yes, that's the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> what made you this way? What's he is the first to, all I know is after a week with the manimal, the tigers will be serving lunches at the, at the <laughs> schools. I think even the tigers will be walking out. They'll, like, they'll be back in the wild. That's what I do. I go hide in the wild again. They're like, fuck this shit. You're too crazy. We're getting out of here. Hey, yes. You think that we're going to see Steve Lee? You think we're going to see Tyron Woodley versus Kobe Covington? Um, I think down the line, but I, I know you don't think they'll make it happen in a couple of weeks. I don't know what they're doing. Now. I, I I thought everything would be shut down at this point. I expect everything to be shut down at some point, but um, it looks like they're still trying. I feel like I feel like Ray knows that there's or or, or hears that there's some rumblings. Like they are trying to make it happen. It sounds like what Ray's saying, but no, they're definitely it, trying. There's no question about it. Yeah, and that's I, I, from a business standpoint. I get it, but also I would be wondering, Doc, you probably be wondering the same thing. Like how you how you uh, um, protect yourself litigiously in in putting on an event during something like this. You know, like you where you do have to be. I think Ray. That Ray hit it on the head where he said, it, "Where it's not going to happen is a standard commission. <laughs> like no. that's not, that's where no. it's not going to happen for sure. So I guess maybe you can protect yourself legally that way. It'll be interesting because I can't imagine Ray. Someone says, "Okay, your fighter's fighting uh, on the 18th. Come to you know whatever state uh, Indian reservation." I, I can't imagine you would go. No, I definitely no. I've already told everybody I'm not going. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, the only way I would go is if it was within driving distance. I'm not getting on a plane for sure. I, I still wouldn't do it. You know? driving, driving distance, I would think about it because there's not going to be anybody there anyway. What do you mean right. by driving distance? Like Atlantic like City. Atlantic uh, City, Connecticut. Connecticut. All right, you'll just zoom from the corner. You'll just you know? be like, yes. yeah. <laughs> I know Rogan when Rogan was talking right. about it. We can't expose you to danger. Holy shit. I gotta tell you, no, I've never felt I've never felt so old in my life besides because <laughs> I'm getting calls from people saying you gotta stay in, please, we need you. Don't <laughs> oh, no. go out. And I'm like, holy crap. You gotta stay in, we need you. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Dude, no, really, I, I swear to God, it's it's actually horrible. <laughs> the yeah, I, I went to uh, I went to the gym yesterday. I opened up for uh, Gonzalez so he could get. Uh, he had his Henry sitting in the gym. He needed it, but uh, that just feels good. No to, personality. Feels good to get out. Me. You know what I mean? I'm pretty careful when I go out, so it, you know I would be careful no matter where I went. So I I don't think uh, I don't know. It would have to be the right situation. It just it stinks because it's going to be so much different than what we're used to. And that's going to be really, really hard. You know what I mean? Like, I get it for a paycheck, but um, I don't know, man. It's just I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I have to see it. I gotta see what happens. You know. 
you know, I think that there are other people who are exposed as well. And it's, you know, there's got to be doctors there. There have to be staff there as well. You know, I'm not sure if they're testing those people or if they're relying on those people to, to be cleared in some other way by taking a temperature. But the risks are high of, of spreading this. And just because the community hasn't been hit yet, you know, there's a tendency to think it's not going to happen here doesn't mean that that's not the case. And it's in terms of litigious, it's kind of hard to trace back because we're not, we're not doing that case index tracing at this point yet, which we should be ideally, you know, so that you could find out who your contacts were and then kind of trace where it's gone. That helps tremendously in an epidemiologic uh, setting. But, but in this case, you know, how do you, how do you make it litigious? If somebody you know, is asymptomatic in a carrier, right? And then gives it to somebody, prove that that person wasn't someplace else and still got it. No, but, for yeah. me, but for me, if I were, you know, an athlete, I would worry that maybe I could pick something up and take it home, you know, to somebody that I cared about. And, you know, I think that's irresponsible to a point. But I think the route they're going to go, if those guys go and they fight and then they come home and they self-quarantine for 14 days, who are they really affecting? If. And, well, that's and what I'm saying. About, but I think about, if, if they're going to do it, I think they, they, they will, most people, I think, will take that approach. I, I, I really believe that because they, they can't be that stupid. Well, it's not only the fighters. It's also the people who, you know, the, the ancillary staff that, that yeah. are affected. Don't forget the population that is most resistant, right, is that, is the younger population so that they may get a mild case of something, mm -hmm. but right. still in all they're infectious and can pass it along to somebody else. And that's, that's problematic. And, you know, if you develop something that's, that's the, the most common or right or are flu like symptoms, um, you know, in the younger population. Um, and if you pass that along, you're really just not feeling well for a day or two, you can have a problem. I and mean, then there was a, there were, I know in South Jersey, there were two doctors who had gone on a, on a convention. They came back not feeling particularly great. And six hospitals between the two of them were infected. Okay, and now their oncology departments are shut down. Their emergency room departments are shut down. You know, and these are people who are in the health professions. So, hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's not that easy. If it were that easy to, to contain or that easy to control, you know, we'd be uh, a little bit more ahead of the curve than we I, are right now. I can't imagine having having had gone through that with my mom. I can't imagine something external happens and her oncology department shut down. <laughs> I can't even imagine yeah. what that would be. Uh, what that would be going through that. Ray, how are you? How are you navigating? Before you came on, I was I was telling everyone how I was having trouble at first navigating the the new balance of of having fast food accessible to me and not having a gym to distract me how are you navigating the the food slash workout regimen no, i'm still key, i'm keeping it pretty basic you know eggs you know uh a lot of a lot of peanut butter and jelly on whole grain bread mm. you know that sprouted bread and uh you know what else my wife's been cooking up a lot of a lot of stuff that we had frozen so that that part's not bad my workouts are good got great stuff to work out in the house uh, i got the aerodyne bike you know i got most of the stuff i had at the gym uh you know except the pad holder but uh right. yeah i might put up some stuff that i've been 
whacking around lately. But uh, that part's been pretty good. I don't think I've, I've not fallen that far off yet. So in I my like- in my mind, I'm Aljo. Did you guys see Aljo <laughs> hitting with that thing and and moving around with that? What is that thing, Steve Lee? It's like a is it like a weighted ball of some sort? Yeah, it's a maze ball. I didn't see. I, I didn't see it. I saw the picture of it, but I didn't see it. It's called a maze ball. He's. It's. I, you want to say? Obviously, he's a. A should be champion caliber athlete. You know, but him doing that in my mind, that's what I look like if I was doing that. <laughs> in my mind, that's what I would want to be. Uh, he looked so freaking good doing that, and I and I understand why. All the the champions and the the top people in his division don't want to fight him because he posts things like that. And you're just like, he was just so good, so smooth during this transition, and I want to be as disciplined at that as that during this quarantine. All right, I got to go back and look at it. That's funny. Just oh, that's that's, that, that, that's, that's an old. Funny, yeah, Mike Tyson made that famous. Mm. If you go yeah. back and look at him trained and just his head movement. Just that head movement, so smooth and and coming off, and he seems to Aljo seems to be to have found a good rhythm even in this. Yeah. Um, it's it's it seems like challenging. He keeps he keeps trying to to get some sort of traction for a title fight, um, and it doesn't it doesn't seem to stick. I even saw um, uh, Dominic Cruz now saying he wants to fight Peter uh, Peter Jan. Uh, I heard. Garbrandt saying he wants to move to 125. <laughs> like there's the uh, cruise though pretty well. Like Peter Yan was like, I think he, at this point he has more wins in the UFC. He's like, yeah, he's a commentator now. Yeah, like you know, Dominic Cruz has been doing the commentating gig. Like that's you know what he is now. So I look, I thought that was the perfect response, honestly. It, it'd be interesting to see what happens with someone like Dominic Cruz because he still does have that kind of star status. Yeah, in, in the UFC. So sometimes that gets you more movement than your actually win-loss record. Were you going to say something, Manimal? Only that they got to stop ducking Aljo. Would you give this guy a – he either needs a title fight, really, is what he deserves. I'm campaigning for him. And – or a number one contender or maybe an inter, intercontinental. Uh, that's what they should call wow. They really should change it to the intercontinental title. The interim title – should be the Intercontinental. Should be like a separate right. title, like you know feedback. when you have the feedback. Feedback at MMA and Beyond dot com. <laughs> uh, 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 if you have a question for anybody, you can you could reach Ray at Ray Longo MMA. You could also hear Ray on the Anakin Florian podcast. Uh, I really like the new the their kind of new setup to Anakin Florian podcast. I like it. They have a new slick website. They've got some. Mm-hmm. Huge, new uh, uh, sweatshirts and stuff. I really like what they're doing. So check out Ray Longo, the Ray Longo Minute that is always longer than a minute uh, on the Anakin Florian podcast. Steve Lee, how can they find you? Uh, you can follow me at Tevin Wee and follow the gym at La May. And uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> Just, that's it. That's it. Manimal, how can they find you, sir? Guys, on the physical realm, you can find me at Manimal John on Twitter and Instagram. Someone help me with my Twitter. I'd like to do more of it. I got a little bit of time. Uh, in the astral plane, I've been there a lot more lately. So if you're around, hit me up. Uh, we're going on a little adventure. Um, other than that, I'm doing a lot of fun workouts outside. I actually got sunburned on the top of my bald head doing uh, outside workouts. So it's been fun. Awesome. Yeah, my the doc. 
you're back. You're you're participating with uh, with I people am. now on social media. How can they I'm find beginning you? To. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve, it's up to you. Uh, <laughs> Steve Lee, how like, do they find the doc? Um, she's on Instagram at Doc Combat Sports. Doc Combat Sports. All right, we'll make yeah, sure so that. So that's we... not you that likes my pictures. Then Doc, fuck. It's just Steve Lee liking all the pictures for everyone. <laughs> Out of courtesy. Ray Longo, Jerome has a question for Ray, and all of you can answer, but this one specifically want to start with Ray. Jerome says, if you could give the fountain of youth to one UFC fighter to watch him in his prime again, who would it be? Wow. That's a great question because I wonder if they mean like to watch him in his prime again or to see how he would compete with the current fighters. I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming to compete with the current fighters. Uh, oof, ah. uh, the fountain of youth, man, is the sport that old that we need a fountain of youth at this point? Let me see. So it has to be somebody from, uh, years ago. Uh, man. I wonder if, does it work like boxing works in the sense that like you, you can say, okay, so who would win Tyson or Marciano? But you're yeah, well, about I don't know if that's where he's going, but like if it was boxing, I like to see Sugar Ray Robinson and like the, uh, you know, with the fountain of youth back and you know fighting these guys at this level. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to think uh, who are some of the beginning guys that uh, got in there old that never really saw this. Uh, uh, who do we got? Somebody help. What about that big wrestler guy? Give them the modern skill set, though. What about that big wrestler guy the, um, uh, with the black mustache? Um, Don Fry. Uh, no, Severin. Severin. And Severin. Something like that. You give him a modern skill set. Like, would you just give him the fountain of you to make him a young him? No, I tell you, I would almost want to go with like a Randy Couture because Randy came in, he was already 35. I think when he started. So I don't, oh, I wow. think even at that point, you know, how would, how would Randy have done as a 25 year old? You yeah. know what I mean? That, that, that would, I would probably, I'd probably go like something like that. Or uh, I'll even go with like a Marco Huas. That's who I'm going to go with. Marco Huas. Who I, I really, yeah. I really liked his fighting style, but man, he was probably 40 years old already when he was, when this thing came about, like how would, how would Hicks and Gracie have done as, as a 25-year-old? So I go with, like, DeMarco, who was Hicks and Gracie, see those guys at 24, what they would have been like, uh, you know, with a level playing field. Because I think they all got into it very, very late, man. I, I think Huas had to be in his 40s, and he was – and he won a couple 40s. of – you know, and he was doing great at the time, mm. you know. The so. Wakefest, remember before Paul Varlins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a half minutes, chopped him down with leg kicks? Yeah. And I'm, you gotta you gotta go back and see how old he was at that time. I think he was forty. I'm gonna look it up yeah, right now. So look at I mean, so I give me a guy like Marco who has Fountain Youth. He's twenty five years old. Let's see what happens. Something like that. That would that would be interesting. Yeah. Now does does the UFC also transition through eras where like you'd say take a twenty five year old Hicks and Gracie? Would he have done better in the early UFCs as opposed to now, or it would just still be matchups mean would make the fights? Yeah, I, I I would imagine Hicks and Gracie at twenty five was would be a handful for anybody. I don't care what what year it is. 
How, how, how much did he weigh? What was that? Marco Huas. Those first fights, he was like in his late thirties. Yeah. So, and again, it, and at that point, you know, like it wasn't being thirty-eight today. You know, that was already twenty years ago. You know what I'm saying? So, that still was considered pretty old. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah being thirty-eight today, right, Manimal? Manimal, no, you like. <laughs> Well, Isn't you got to realize, like, Steve, I was Manimal's age when the UFC started. You know what I mean? Like, he is today. Wow. So, it's, it is crazy. And back, you know, like, again, as, as time goes on, those numbers, you know, like, the, today's 40 is the 30. But, you know, it's still, that was a rough go. You know what I mean? How so, are you in the picture that Anik and Florian posted of you? Which, which An picture is that? Anik and Florian posted a picture of you, and you looked like uh, – uh, you look like you you were you just came from uh, from winning the race at Thunder Road. You look like you. you I'm gonna You look like a youthful and handsome John Travolta. I'm, I'm gonna say there's not a picture on the internet of me under forty. There's not <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I'm saying if the UFC started, I had to be like 37 already, 38 by the time. Like. Listen, but listen. When <laughs> when Mad Boy used and Trig, I was fifty. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, when he won the title, I was in my forties. That's uh, that's crazy. Wow, really? Yeah, without a doubt. So what? So let, let's figure it out. Two thousand seven. Oh man, I was way into my forties. Yeah, yeah. I was I was forty nine when we did the show. I remember that going away and going crazy. This is crazy, man. I'm living with Drago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only picture on the internet that's uh now it's on the internet but yeah now i was that that was in response to al i thought he was starting to trend with that until tomorrow <laughs> but uh yeah steve i'm saying steve i'm saying there's not a picture where i'm under like 45 44 all right i'm gonna try and now i can find some no i don't think you can yeah there was nothing well what no. would be what would Ray have had his pictures taken for? Oh, well, what we got here? Maraboli, what we got? That's a... Uh, oh, yeah. How, what? How old is that? Oh, that's a... Okay, so let's figure that out. Oh, we got him. Buddy, Ray Lodge, save some chicken for the rest of us, brother. Uh, let me God. say, hold on a second. That's uh. You look like you're 28. Nah, I'm definitely like 40 at that point. That's crazy. <laughs> Look at how Ray ages, though. Yeah. He no, that's so crazy. No, no, let me just tell you. It's something. almost so super villain-esque. That, that, that was the first year I was in the new gym in Mineola. Let's see if I can. Wow. So, uh, that was 97, right? Yeah, so 97. 97. bigger. 207, 27, 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, I was about 39 or 40, yeah. Wow. And you look at... You would say we look the same age right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. I, I, I should find out exactly what year that was. But was it, it Doc it, 97? That was it? It's posted on the uh, Anik and Florian uh, Twitter. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see that picture, but it's uh right. yeah. So it's uh, I, I looked at you. I was like, you, you look like you came from from the movie set of Greece. I mean, it's like yeah. you look like an actor there. I definitely. I'm surprised been, if you're 40 in that picture. Well, I'm definitely 30. Oh, definitely. 40. Wow. Look, I met when I met Matt. I was 36 already. 35. Shit. 
Ray's you know? got some stories. Oh, oh yeah. Ultimate bloomer. Ray, you're hey. the ultimate late bloomer. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even peaked yet, right? Exactly. You haven't. You've got a whole bunch of I can I, – I'm pretty good at body language reading and face reading, and I'm sure that what <laughs> Ray's thinking during these podcasts, I haven't even peaked yet. <laughs> I'm sure he's thinking the best is yet to come. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think? Listen, I go, I go back and I look at that picture at forty. I don't even know how I did whatever the hell I did in the next twenty years. It, that's not. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. <laughs> you know, he's breaking down as we speak. It's but but what's what's funny is that Ray, in those in those I guess in those twenty years, you really have secured yourself in the place that people do come to you to talk to you. And when you do speak your mind, and in this sense, uh, today or whenever your interview was, another thing I noticed, you did that interview um, on, uh, it's on Sirius. And something I noticed about the quarantine, now that I don't drive much, I forgot, I, I don't really listen to Sirius anymore. I don't listen to their MMA isn't that, uh, channel. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I yeah. realized, like, wow, I'm surprised they didn't hear this. No, I would have heard it if I was on, uh, on Sirius. But Ray when you do speak because you do speak your mind and you don't seem like you're you're afraid to speak your mind it still it still makes the news and and it does seem like even as you inject what you consider your common sense and caution in this it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people speaking up on the fighter's behalf or even injecting yeah, that idea of uh, why aren't we protecting these guys yeah i don't that i don't get but i think uh, leon edwards did a good job when they all, you know, they wanted to get on that plane in three hours, and he really looked at his coaches. He didn't want to put a lot of people in jeopardy. I thought he did a great job with that. But, yeah, I think uh, that's why I like when Aljo said, I'm not going to accept the fight. Now I can't even get in my own gym. Why would I accept the fight? So <laughs> I think, you know, like you're dealing with a – you know, look, if it's just I, – I, I could go 15 different ways with this, you know, but I think being used to the standard of training and everything we're used to now – I don't know why we'd have to go backwards, you know what I mean? So, but if that was the case and everybody jump in there, because I think somebody uh, tweeted out that he's not, he didn't want to, uh, what the hell did he say? He's not saying there should be a fight, but he's saying it's a level playing ground for everybody, meaning everybody can't train. But, you know, to that, there's people that live in an apartment that can't train like a guy with a huge basement or yeah. who's got act. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even that, it's, it's, I get where he's coming from, but even that's off, you know what Unless, unless you're going to break the rules right now. I, was say, gonna... I saw people like tweeting out, like, you know, some guys are like sneaking in, like places kind of. Train. Yeah. No, there's, there's, there's people. Oh, it's, I'm sure it's they're prohibition. Gonna to, they're no, going to have to, yeah. They're going to have to open up that PI center and let people train, whether it's two by two, everybody has an hour to train. Something like that. They could, yeah. yeah. They're going to have to do something because you can't feel. Look, these guys, look, when I used to promote, you know, not used to promote, but even with the kickboxing, there was always a last-minute uh, guy that couldn't make the weight or something happened, he got sick, and we pull a guy out of the audience to fight. You know, there's always guys that are going to want right. to fight. Yeah. And you know what that always looked like? Absolute well, dog shit. But the guy did get in there yeah. and fight. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, what do you really want to see? Yeah, guys will fight. We get that. You know, these guys are born fighters. That's what they live for. Of course they're going to fight. Uh, but do you want to see guys that are properly trained fights? Like, it's like when they, they had the strike in football. I mean, they had, they brought in guys that, that played football 
didn't look anything like the NFL. You know what I mean? Right. So is that what you want to see? You want to see that? Like the, the guys that crossed the picket line back then and you want to see, you know, sub, there's a huge difference between a guy playing in an NFL and the guy you think is a great football player in your neighborhood, you know, who right. played. There's a huge difference. Right. And there's a huge difference from a professional MMA fighter and a guy that's, you know, beginning out, he just wants to jump in there. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you need proper training, you know, that's at least to make it look good. You know what I mean? And but also, you could always, you'll always get guys to fight, Steve. That's what they do. They love to that's, fight. That's what they do. And also, Doc, would you recommend weight cutting during a global pandemic? No. <laughs> no. It's was that a leading you. question? That, yeah, that was. Uh, was that I was leading the, the witness? Uh, just a little, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, at, at best, it, it drops your immune system. Um, so, no, I definitely wouldn't, you know. I'm running to get my charger again. Sorry, Doc. I'm just bleeding for two seconds. That's, that's all right. Going, You're welcome to leave, right? That's it. I've known you 24 years. This isn't the first time. He just leaves. <laughs> all right. Keep going, Doc. Yep. So I was just going to say that, uh, you, yeah, you, your immune system's going to drop. Um, you know, you're not eating properly. Um, it's it's just not not a good thing to do. So your, your resistance, yeah, your resistance is going to go down. And, and I think you can tell from a lot of, you know, athletes where, you know, when they start their severe weight cuts, often they'll get a cold if they're not careful or, you know, if, if they're carrying, um, they may have a herpes outbreak or something like that. So you can tell that the, the resistance drops. Yeah. What, what happens with uh, like a, uh, a herpes outbreak or kidney issues or all the kind of things that happen during those weight cuts? What does that, does that further lower your immune system or is that a result of a low immune system? Uh, well, if your kidneys are having a problem, that's not a result of the lower immune system. That's a result of probably dehydrating so much that you're not, you're not uh, circulating enough to the kidneys. And so you're dam actually damaging the kidneys or you could have muscle breakdown, which causes rhabdomyolysis and then problems with the kidneys. So that's a little bit different. But yes, with the, with the weight cut you, and stress in general, um, you can have a, an outbreak of herpes, which is, which is due to a lowered immunity. And usually what we do is if we know people have, you know, an issue, then we would have them on, on prophylactic treatment because usually it happens over and over again. Manimal, did you get sick during your big weight cuts? Uh, I've gotten, uh, cause that I've last one was pretty before. big. I have gotten sick before. Not, not the new manimal. But uh, I remember when I was younger, actually, I got sick more. Now I think I'm a little more disciplined. Uh, but I definitely feel like shit. I'm not going to say say I don't, but thank the gods. Uh, everything, I've, I've been staying relatively safe. Uh, I take a lot of zinc. I don't know. I feel like it helps me. My nutrition's good. I mean, the weight cut's hard, but that's just the way it is. Fighting, I mean, it's a hard sport. Like, the weight cut's hard. It's part of it. There's a reason. Steve, do you cut weight? Yeah. Um, I honestly cut more weight when I was in high school, just wrestling. But even then, like, it's uh, a lot of it's just because you don't know how, like, the right things to do. You know, you don't know about proper right. nutrition. You're a high school kid. So, um, more than anything, that's probably why I got sick from, like, the dehydration and all that, because I wasn't doing it properly. But, you know, um, I think you learn from that, though. Like, if you do it proper, like, you have people around you that teach you the right things to do. And, 
you just kind of learn as you go along. Do you, do you have conversations like rumblings in the gyms, those, those passive conversations the fighters have where it's, they give like weight, weight cutting tips or do they say, Hey, go talk to so-and-so? No, definitely. Like, I think everyone's got, um, their own tips and it's especially good to like have guys like Tony, like a Ricci yeah. guys who are like experts in this, like, you know, who actually, know guys, yeah. yeah. Like um, focus their whole lives on <laughs> stuff. So, um, you you know, you always have anecdotal stuff from like all the fighters who have like, um, their perspective of, you know, th- this works for them. Um, certain guys do certain things that, you know, they say is a miracle, but for me, you know, uh, I've always done the same thing since high school because I did it throughout high school or, um, I figured what didn't work for me in high school. And then, um, I started learning what did work for me afterward. So, uh, for me personally, but, um, I think a lot of people, they just don't have people around them telling them the right things. Doc, does, does future commissions, does coronavirus testing become a standard for, for future commission tests? It's a good question. Uh, hopefully, we will, this will become either seasonal or, you know, uh, but it might very well be. Uh, if it becomes universal, um, if, the, if the testing is, is more accessible at some point. Our buddy Greg Schiller writes in, Opinion on Khabib saying judo is superior to wrestling. Man, that's crazy. I'm sure Craig's happy about that. Uh, Greg, I'm pretty ecstatic <laughs> about this. <laughs> you know, that's how you wrote it. Right now, it's terrible. <laughs> Only with the gi. Oh, that's fair. With the gi, yeah, I would say so. If you put a wrestler in the gi. So arguably more applicable in real life, then. <laughs> I don't know. Depends where you're living. You know, but... And then if you put them in no-gi, I would have to imagine that the wrestler is going to have the ability to utilize well, MMA, like How like, many great judo fighters have there been? Versus how many wrestlers have there oh, been? MMA, I would think that to... by that alone, wrestlers are... Uh, great old school fight. Was it Pardo and he fought this kickboxer, Orlando White? Yeah, there was about a hundred pound difference between them too. Hundred pound difference, <laughs> literally, that literally, was so bad. literally, literally a hundred pound difference. Literally, he threw that little Muay Thai guy. That was brutal. Those old school UFCs, right? How did no one die? All right, Steve, I'm saying, was, what, was it like a jujitsu absolute? Was it like, like when you do like the absolute division? Yeah, but or it's a just, fight. It's but not a fight. Just, oh, there was cow. no, there was, was no weight class. Yeah. You know, shit, imagine man. that guy you fight in the absolute that you're like, oh, I did okay. Imagine he was punching you in the face, kicking you. Yeah, it's, you like, the right, it's like me you. versus like an Edwin. Yeah, like, like no matter like, how like, like, what, what are you I doing mean, to a guy like that? Good. Nothing. Fast feet. Fast feet. Yeah, it's it, it, out of the cage. Yeah, it would be uh, it would be Edwin using me like I'm an accordion, <laughs> just <laughs> closing for noises. Uh, yeah, that would that would be so. So you guys think silly that there's no that. Uh, and Steve Lee, you actually make a good point with the numbers, like how how many. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. again, I do agree though. Like, I think judo does have its place. I think um, a lot of great fighters that did too. But... Uh, anyone anyone interested in? Uh, when T. Day Dillashaw returns, or is nobody uh, eagerly? Oh, I have a question. I have a question. Is Usada testing guys now? Oh, Usada testing right now. Right now, I would say, good, yeah. Good question. I'm saying no. I don't think it, none of none of our guys yeah. got tested within the last couple of weeks. A couple of weeks with New York. They, right all, 
Dude, our they guys were gonna come to New York and be in your face testing you. Right. Oh, that's a great you point. Not, no, you, you can't have testing now, I don't think. I don't know. Uh, Doc, do you know? I don't know. That's a good question. That was a good question. Animal, good stuff. Shit. Because I'm wondering, because then, is this going to be like uh, a chance for a guy like a Dillashaw to even, guys that are like, let's say, skirting the edge, to be like, oh, shit. Skirting the edge. What do you mean, Manimal? Well, what was Dillashaw doing for fucking years? He was just openly cheating, I guess. No, no, but they did. But, but, no, his, his now, point is. I thought I'm talking like a, a metal or like. No, no, but Steve, his point is in these upcoming fights in the next month, if they do pull them off, will guys take advantage of the fact that Usad is not testing them? No, you would think, I think so. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You Imagine Vita Belfort was fighting or something. I'm not naming names, but I'm just saying, let's say. Who knows? Is that like. And what about those preemptive pills that the president is telling people to take? What, uh, are they something that would... <laughs> preemptive pills? There, there yeah. you go, the hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Yeah. What He's telling that? people that you could take it before, just in case. What could it hurt? Yeah. So what if that caused an adverse uh, reaction on a test? Yeah, just, just a few. Um, <laughs> go, go back a little bit, but I think Dr. Fauci addressed it this morning again on Face the Nation where there haven't been any good case controlled studies. There's some good anecdotal, you know, reports, but that that's, you know, only something that can lead you to a good study. But again, you know, the drug is used for malaria, for lupus, for rheumatoid arthritis, and people are hoarding the drug, they can't get it. And these drugs are not without side effects, you know, the, the usual things like you hear on the the news at night, you know, or, or the late night stuff, headache, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, abdominal pain, but very serious stuff too, you know, heart failure, it changes your heart rate sometimes, you can have mood changes, hallucinations, easy bruising, you can have so liver. To say, so a manimal Sunday afternoon, is there anything? Manimal with his, between his pot and the hydroxychloroquine, he's good to go. He's good to go. Can you smoke it's so the hydroxychloroquine? How do you take that? Please don't, it's a, Please don't do it's the a chlorophyll. That's it. Hey, Ray, uh, people want to know. I think this is the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes. This is the <laughs> right. The, uh, people want to know if, if you think Steamroller and Weidman are going to get their fights in. Man, I I personally don't think so. No, the answer is no. Yeah. And I, and again, everything is contingent on what happens on the 18th to me. But meanwhile, in their realities, like the onus is on them to train as though there is a fight. Yeah, but without a doubt, that's where it gets where it gets weird. Yeah. That's where it gets weird. Okay, you know, nobody has training partners. Like, I don't know why you would want to even do that to somebody. That, that's, that's my point. Is anybody even here's, – here's the other problem. They're not even asking these guys how training is going. Nobody's saying anything. They're just get your medicals done and be ready to fight. I don't know. Because they're not fighters. So they're like, yeah, you're not ready to fight? Like, <laughs> yeah. you the have to do job, just go do your job. The National Guard's in the streets, and you're saying, go get your medicals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where? You know, Where? We're in New York. There's 8 million people in the hospital right now. <laughs> you you really want to go to a doctor's office now. You get called yeah. selfish yeah. for going to grab a, a bagel. 
Oh, go, yeah, get right. your, go get your medical. Yeah, I'm insane because yeah. I went to get a, a cup of coffee the other day. I'm nuts. <laughs> right. You know yeah. I mean? But uh, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's a couple of states that are under really harsh conditions, and it just doesn't look like anybody gives a shit. They don't. I, that's the part that's killing me. Is like, come out and say something. Put everybody's mind at ease instead of having. Because you got to remember, everybody wants to fight. You know what I mean? But they want they want a proper camp. They don't know where they're fighting. And you're just adding a lot of stress that, you know, I don't, I don't think there should be. And, again, if you want to break it down to just fighting, I get it. You know what I mean? Look, back in the day, Matt would have fought for free. So sure. I think they're taking advantage of that mentality. These guys want to fight. That's what they do. You know, what was Matt fighting for, seven and seven? He wanted to fight. He didn't really care about the money. That I could guarantee you. He just loved to fight. And in the UFC, but what do you fight for before that? You know, yeah, right. That's another thing. What do you, what do you think you're fighting for before? So these guys want to fight. They, we know that, you know what I mean? But that's why I say it's almost like they're taking advantage of that mentality. They, that's why I say they, they'll fight. The guys are going to come and they're going to show up to fight. Are they going to be, you know, in, in the shape that they should be? And I don't know. I mean, I, I can't speak for a lot of other people. They, they might be sneaking into gyms and doing their thing. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, and they might have the Midwest. Yeah, they might have guys that are willing to train with them. Over here, we really don't have we don't have it. I'm not seeing it anyway. You know, for the people that you know, you know, Frivola's been lucky. He's he's got the kid to squaw, you know, which is great. Was a great look for him. You know, we haven't heard from his guy whether he's going to be able to leave California. So I think that's going to be the other thing that I I think the fight's going to go off now. I'm saying I I, I didn't think it was. I think there's going to be a couple of fights that go off. They're not going to be against the same people you think they were going to be against. I think, I think they're scrambling that way. And, you know, and again, and this thing is moving on a day-to-day basis. So what looks good today, even in a shitty time might look way worse next week. There's so many, and there's so many factors. Like, you know, people could get wigged out, you know, so. you You also don't know if you're scheduling a fight, you know, let's say in Oklahoma, what that's going to look like in Oklahoma in a month. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. You don't really know what's going on. It's a, And this shit could spread really quickly. And, you know, I don't know. There's too many uncertainties. And, you know, like, again, I just think it would have been better to, like, let's close down until May and then start talking. Right. You know what I mean? And at least get put everybody at ease, let everybody chill out. And then, you know we start shooting again, just get, stay in shape, stay ready to go. And then we'll give you a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Something and make it something, but the, the uncertainty and, you know, you don't know what people are dealing with in New York, who's losing a loved one or who's got people well, that's, that are sick. And, who's you know. got people that you don't want to leave some, I'm sure some fighters yeah, right. have a young family that they don't want to be in a different state from right now. Yeah. Right. You know, nobody can come you know see you. Quarantined you know. on your way back in. One of the last events that I had, um, canceled that i was supposed to do was in florida and i look now and and good thing they canceled they canceled last minute they were one of the last ones to bail but um good thing they did i'd probably still be sitting in florida mm-hmm. yeah yeah. That's yeah and so it's it's a you know when you, if you're a fighter with a with a young family i can't imagine the added stress of that of yeah that's what i'm of, saying that all those uncertainties are looking again at the end of the day you know it's a fight we get that but it's not what we've grown accustomed to, you know what I mean? It's definitely going to be a big change of pace. And there's, you know, you got guys that are 
they just have a couple of fights in the UFC. They don't want to rock the boat and right. get anybody mad, you know. And it's, it it's puts them in a shitty position, I think, you know. I think the guys that have been around for a while will take a better stance. But, again, I don't know anybody, everybody's condition. I can only speak for New York, and New York's not looking good. And the other thing is, too, I'm sorry, you know, we're, we're coming out of this now. We're talking about people recuperating, but we're not necessarily, we haven't followed people out long enough to know what the long-term problems are. There are some suspicions that there might be long-term lung problems in a, in a subset, that some people are developing some cardiac conditions. Um, I know that uh, I think Mass General is now doing a study, and there are rare conditions of neurologic problems. So, you know all of these things need to be taken into consideration and taken seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, look, we know a guy now who, uh, you know, you know, uh, sanctions the fights for us in, uh, at the Capitale. He's got double pneumonia and COVID. I mean, like pneumonia yes. alone, the scarring on your lungs, if you're 30 or 40 is, it's not, it, you know, it's going to take you a while to get back. If you're 60, and you have COVID and double pneumonia, it's going to be a problem. It eventually, you know, is, is going to be a problem. We know a lot of people now, I'm not mentioning on the air, that we all know that, that have it. I'm talking about people that you, you, you'd be surprised at. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a different vibe in New York. I, I don't know. That's why I said sometimes I don't even want to talk about the fights because I'd rather just focus on getting this thing over with and moving on after that. And I don't even think that's going to be easy, but we'll well, and see I, what I found that balance, you know, when we were, when we had put, when Steph had put out up for the show, um, and she usually gets feedback where people are breaking our balls or, or asking questions or when Steve Lee would write in, you know, what's your favorite sandwich kind of stuff. And we would do that kind of stuff. And she said that so much of the commentary was, was just wanted to hear day-to-day what you guys are up to and and how this is impacting them i think that people do find some sort of normalcy and just hearing how other people are dealing with it which is why we talked about it yeah, uh, extra. and i think i think that uh that kudos to you ray for bringing it for for bringing it up and 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 for speaking your mind even though yeah you'll definitely get attacked but a lot more people will will say hey way to go ray longo or what steve lee said naturally like listen if you want to hear it shot from the hip man you talk to someone like ray longo who's going to who's going to come from a point of protecting people and it in our state here in new york we do have we do have i think what would be considered special circumstance when it comes to this thing i mean figure ray just the fighters that that you have um you have a a, a not only a, a, a steamroller for Vola, who's got tremendous momentum. You have Chris Weidman, who's going back to 185, who, who's got a tough fight ahead of him, and 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 to be and to be having to let's say uh, you know FaceTime a workout or FaceTime the, yeah. the the conversations that come along with with these high level. I mean, this is the highest level competition yeah. with the highest level of repercussions. And to to have to do that. Um, in 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 the same way that that we're doing this i mean yeah no uh, it's a, it, it's crazy. wacky man it really is i just think there was uh look everybody's going through the same shit everybody's yeah. suffering you know what i mean so i don't know i, I don't i don't think holding off for two months is gonna you know although i don't know anybody's balance sheet either i feel bad for everybody i really do but but, but uh, what's the new what's the new cheating then so if you're if you're in new york 
and you can't go to any place because it is highly unpopular and literally there will be national guardsmen out there and and you can't go anywhere and you're in another place that also has lockdown but they don't really follow it that strict and you're going to the gym regularly is that the new cheating yeah but uh, well it becomes almost like you said it the you said it a couple of weeks ago you had a a guy doing a private lesson in a gym and the, the fire marshals yeah. shut him down shut him you down. know so you get caught in there you could get fined who's picking up the fines uh, and and it's happening because believe me i tried my little underground <laughs> i tried i made a, a couple of phone calls especially after those first few days when i started moving on transitioning from pizza to Hagendaz. <laughs> and and uh, i made a couple of phone calls and i and i threw some money out there and nobody steve lee oh it's tough and very like it's not they're like nope it's yeah. not worth it man we can oh, really we can fine we can you know i yeah, try yeah. well that's what i'm saying I so it is and you got to remember over here i mean even though the weather's not that bad but it's been raining so even if you wanted to train outside you know now yeah. you're losing that that's where a guy could be in warm climate and they're training outside like it's normal yeah so well, i, I write it though, up yeah. The Long Beach, I was like, well, Long Beach is like four miles, I think. And like, I think they have like, so I had measured it. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be my new thing. It's a long ass drive to Long Beach, but I can do it. The energy will be good. It's spacious. Right. So I won't be around people. It won't be irresponsible because I definitely don't want to be irresponsible. Mm-hmm. First thing I see online, Long Beach Boardwalk is closed. Yeah. Because because idiots like me are thinking of that stuff. Yeah. And so it's it's, you know, you get desperate and you become irresponsible. So but in other states, it might um, it might not be that, and they might get a full regular training camp, and, yeah. and even and even have it, not know until a week and a half after the fight. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we the the, the, the look again at the and the bottom line is nobody's asking these guys those questions. That's the it's just get your medicals, be ready to go. Not how's it going? You know, like there's definitely no concern at this point they're not they're not reading they're not looking past just making the fights it's it's more than that you know what i mean it's even who works for them that's a high risk that they shouldn't even have day and i could speak think of a couple of guys that are getting up there in years i hope they're not working those events i hope they at least have that common sense you know but uh you know and they're gonna have doctors that are gonna you know i i find it hard to believe that a doctor would take that approach that isn't a, like the to- most totally responsible approach you could take. So, you know, they have some great people that I'm sure are struggling with this. Yeah, well, because you have to, the proximity's part of it. I mean, just just the person who, you guys know, when you walk to the to the cage and before you hug your team, that guy who checks your face and your nails and opens your mouth and all that, yeah. stuff like that. that guy's got to be tested <laughs> like, right, right. oh tested. no without a doubt the people, like the, the people around like it's it's just i don't know how they would pull it off other than how i said just having a, a, different fights in different locations yeah uh doc i had another question for you yes do we know is there any evidence that you can catch it again so you, get it, you know you can't get the same thing again i know viruses usually you can only get it once otherwise it's another strain of it but how's the data look for that we don't we don't have the data yet uh, according to doc, according to dr fauci his belief is that uh you will have some immunity at least for now for this strain you'll get passive immunity 
the question is whether or not you can catch it again in a year. Um, hopefully within 12 months to 18 months, we'll have a vaccination and it'll be a moot point. That's yeah. that's uplifting. That's probably the most uplifting yeah. thing I've heard. 12 yeah, to 18 that, months, you think, Doc? You make a vaccine. Hopefully. Yep, within 18 months, I think. I, I think they, well, I think you got to go through certain, uh, I guess, trials to make. That's why they come up with that 18 months. I would hope they come up with something way quicker than that, which I think they will, but they won't be able to test it. Would that be right, Doc? Yeah, I think that, well, for that, I think right now what they're testing, they're doing some studies again with the hydroxychloroquine. And then now what they're doing is they're trying to take the plasma of people who've recovered and take the antibodies from that, figure out why, why those people, you know, recovered and, and try to use that uh, in, in emergency situations as well. Um, and then there's a group of people, um, and it's actually occurring nationally, a cooperative study, where they're trying to develop neutralizing antibodies where they can actually block the receptors and try to prevent the virus from entering cells. So there's a lot going on. It just takes time to do the right way to make sure that the studies are, are done in the right fashion so that, you know, the, the uh, benefit uh, definitely is there and without the risk. Does this thing become like the flu and like when you figure it out, it mutates and you're like, damn you. Uh, it, may, it, it, may very, it may very well be. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. This is a novel virus for a reason. Ray Longo, question for you from, uh, uh, oh, I, I, it's, it's KO4, I'm not sure, maybe it's Instagram or Twitter. Um, do you think that John Jones comes back from this latest drama arrest? Uh, do you think he comes back strong from this? I think he comes back the same way he's come back from every other problem he's had. <laughs> the exact same way. I don't, think, I don't think anything affects those guys. I really don't. He's not looking at it like we're looking at it, you right. know? But, I mean, do we want to hear – I don't know. The problem is – What was that? No, he really is untouchable. It isn't like, in his head, like, it just – Yeah, know. he's, he's going to come right. back like nothing ever happened, exactly. like he always does. So what, what, would, what, what, would, what would be any different between this time and any other time? Uh, no, he never and suffers nice. the repercussions. You know, no, he didn't get any maybe. jail or anything, really. I mean, if you look at his arrest record and all the things he's done, how this guy's not in jail, I could tell you anybody, any normal person is doing at least a year in jail. I know a lot of people have done a lot less who spent time in jail. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know? I mean, think about it. I mean, it was I, I, I don't know. I don't know how he's getting away with that. I'll be honest with you. DUI, they take your car, right? If it was New York, like, who's... If you get a DUI in New York, I mean, they take you your get car. A, you get a you get take a second DUI. You, yeah, you get a second DUI though. You're going to jail. There's a good chance you're ending up in jail. And like Steve says, we know a lot of people that did jail time for way less than what this. So guy. much less. Like way less. Yeah. Like miraculously. If you're in New York, you wind up getting arrested. You know. So. No, I think so. The answer to answer your question, he's going to come back. The same way he's come back from everything, like nothing ever happened. Um, I apologize. I'm a new person. You know, it's going to be the same thing. No, it doesn't matter. Well, who cares at this point? Why don't he just play the heel? I don't know. Like, just play the heel. Be like, fuck it. I catch your ass on coke. You know what? You can't. Oh, because if he says you can't touch me, then guys are going to like. 
I mean, you can't actually have that, but he is just himself. And honestly, like, those are, to me, like, those are at least the most genuine things about him, where, like, he does say, like, I beat, you know, he's yelling at Daniel Clemens, like, I did kick your ass, I was on coke. Like, like he's, right, he's not no, trying to be the heel. Yeah, that's yeah no, that's just, dude, it's not him trying to be the heel, it's just him as himself, and at the, at the very least, I can be like, this guy's not being disingenuous, so I can't, you know, hate him on that um, front, so. What if he came out tomorrow and he did a public service announcement telling everybody to stay in the house and respect the quarantine? Would anybody oh, want to see that? No, Would anybody want to see that? Like that? No. Wouldn't, that be, wouldn't that be insulting at this point? Yeah, he, I mean, at this point, everything he does is almost insulting. I, whenever he's, like, posting, you know, like, you know, about to go give out to the homeless, something like that, to me, that's the worst. Like, to me, that's the most insulting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just how it's just how it goes. We, we have, I was telling the doc earlier, the people have memories of a goldfish, and it's just <laughs> – it's just how it goes. You know who does play a heel, Manimal? Your buddy. No, but you know, Steve, I don't believe they have mem- – I don't think they have memories like a goldfish. I think they just don't give a shit. I, I think know, there's a problem. A lot of there's, people – There's a part of society that thinks that he's okay. Just they don't give a, a shit. Athlete. Yeah. He's, he's untouchable, like, you know, as a human yeah, they don't. They don't. they don't care, you know. Lord there's always going to be a I – mean, There's always going to be people like that, you know what I mean, that don't just don't give a shit, you know. An athlete with a drug problem? Never heard that before. Right. I guess, like. Yeah. Like, when you put it that way, that makes sense. But, you know, when you look at what a despicable human being he is, then, you know, when you put it in those terms, it's hard for for me to look at anyone to look at those terms and to be okay with it and support this person, you know? Oh, there's people that don't give a shit. Yeah. To me, like, those people, those are the. That's a whole nother can of worms, man. I'll tell you right now. John Jones fan, tell you the truth. Um, fighting style wise, I mean, listen, he does just enough to win. No, look, fighting, he's you know, he did phenomenal. I, as yeah, a, no, at, at this point, I, I agree with you, Manimal, but back in the day, he back was in the, oh no, some of those, yeah, he was, I he was watching him, yeah. even as uh, his first fights, I remember watching him in shows like Upstate, mm-hmm. yeah, the Bomb Squad. Original. Yeah, yeah, he was with Bomb Squad. That's yeah. right, right. I remember from. Uh, no, I'm just I mean, saying, even his early. I remember years, watching he, him and being like, "This guy's fucking out of control." Dude, he beat Elbow, a lot of spinning elbow and shit. Animal, you're out of control. But is there an <laughs> asterisk on that stuff? Now, is there an asterisk on that? Because oh, there should have been an asterisk on all of it, of course. Yeah, yeah. Three. I mean, he has three. Was it violations? You know, three times he was caught. To, that's crazy. a lot of picograms too. That's, I mean, look, yeah. look, with all the stuff, he, with all the, all the stuff he's been through, do you think he gives a shit whether he was taking steroids or not? I mean, really? Yeah, no. And nobody I mean, else seems to. And, and yeah, you're right, Ray. It's like that. It's like that weird balance with him because he'll do like what Steve Lee said. He'll he'll do some sort of horrible thing in society and then be like, hey, on my way out to you know hug babies, you know yeah. feed yeah. feed the homeless. Very so he does post that. But and also and also kind of contradicts everything else. So he'll he'll have reckless drug use and and drink and drive and that kind of stuff. And then if you were to ask him to fight, if you were to ask him to fight at this card, he'd be like, "No, that would be irresponsible and dangerous for my health." <laughs> you know, yeah, like, right, yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now? out there doing lines off hookers' titties. <laughs> yeah. Actually, probably can't even find a hooker to do lines off of. I would just ask him to be consistent. If he's posting about you know giving out to the homeless, post about you know 
doing whatever his uh, other antics are then, all right? right. Just, it's fine. Admit to that, too. Like, yeah, I'm going to go do coke. I'll I'm going to go fight. Me. Stop me. <laughs> all right, fine. We okay, are hold on. Wait, wait. I, was, I was just thinking of something, too. Wait, Doc. Is or anybody, isn't it? Can't you go to the USADA website and see how many times somebody's been tested? Don't yeah. they have a yeah? So, it's, uh, Steve, that's a good thing for you to do see who's fighting and see how many times they've been tested in the last five weeks. I'm pretty sure someone put out an article about this pretty recently, actually. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? See if you'll we'll know if they're testing because maybe they just haven't tested uh, our guys. Maybe they just don't want to come to New York. Let me see if I can get online. No, but that is interesting. I mean, you know, I don't think they I think in New York, nobody's been tested that I know. No, not since this whole thing started. No, not in the last three weeks or a month. No. We're like uh, Lupper Island over here. It's, yeah, well, because it's crazy. It's going to be uh, like Escape from New York. Uh, like the movie, they're just gonna quarantine Jimmy. Just gonna I, I tell you, it's gonna be like a lot of different movies, man. This could get crazy. It's already getting pretty crazy. Okay, like Mad some, Max by me over here. Donut, the I'll tell you that. I mean, Animal. Go, Animal, what a great amazing. movie that was. From March 17th, uh, MMA Junkie article The U.S. Anti Doping Agency will not suspend drug testing during coronavirus outbreak. The UFC's anti-doping partner announced Tuesday it plans on moving forward with drug testing fighters okay. who are all subject to random drug testing, part of their eligibility to fight in the UFC. SADA will also test athletes in other sports still competing, including those preparing for the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. So as of the 17th, they were, it might have changed. Okay. I do right. But that, that doesn't mean that, that they're actually right exactly and steve that's what i'm saying you could tell mm -hmm. so let's see what athletes got tested in the last two weeks because you could say yeah we're testing and then you're like who'd you test uh right. no one i'm taking a two-week vacation right. <laughs> i know the guy was at the gym recently right steve you remember yeah. He was uh, at the gym, like I would say, like a week before everything shut down. Really. Right, yeah, so it was pretty close. I'm saying after that, you're not, we're not seeing that guy. No. Hey, you know, I don't want nobody coming to my house right now. I don't know where that guy's been. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how are they well, especially the guy, been, especially if they've been traveling, you, right? Yeah. Sorry, say that again? She says, especially if they've been traveling, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, we made it this far. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, they're saying, like, it's getting crazy. I don't know how much longer I could hold out for, but I mean, we made it this far. Would Honestly, be at this point, I'm at the borderline of just accepting it, you know, almost yeah. accepting defeat. That's the worst part. Yeah. That's what they want, Steve. No, they really, no, they really do. I might, I might not be going back. I'll be honest with you. This stop could be it. my life. Would you stop that? <laughs> how am I getting back there? See, I mean, at least here, like, you know, I have things to, like, keep me occupied, but I'm still, this is crazy. Like, just having yeah. the lack of routine is insane. No, well, that's where you got to get a routine. You know, you're not working out at all? Yeah, yeah, no, of course. You know, I'm still working out, but it's still just, like, I don't know. I, I was so used to just, you know, going to the gym in the morning. You know, I know, it sucks. Everything, know. you know. Ugh. The vibe. Yeah, no, exactly. Talking to people. And it's, and it's hard to do cardio. 
at the same intensity as like rolling. Like yeah. if I roll for an hour, I'm gonna have to, you know, yeah. make sure no one kicks my ass. I'll say almost no cardio is being done on this end. I'm not. I want to do strength right now, That's and good. and I consciously shifted my programming to eat a little like you should. This is a time for resilience. Right, so my training should be resilience-based, also, fitness-wise. So when I train, I'm thinking about like asymmetrical movements. I'm thinking about a lot of uh, isometric work, also, and and then some heavy lifts, some explosiveness. I'm slow. Ray said I got to be faster, so I'm trying to always work on short, explosive movements. No, you get, you did, you, no, you did get a little quick. It's just I, I, yeah. First off. I mean, Rich, seriously, first off, you just thinking to try to be quick, you get quicker. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just fall into a routine of just throwing a combo, but. Being slow. Right? Somebody sat, sits there and goes faster, faster. You'll, you'll, you'll get quicker. It, it's, um, so. Oh, look at, if this, it, this says that if they're going to be testing, that the testers have to use per, personal protective gear, including masks and gloves. They'll also have hand sanitizer, um, and then obviously wash their hands before and after. We encourage athletes and DCOs to maintain a six-foot distance during the process. How do you do that? Um, and then during this time, no USADA DCO who has any sign of sickness or otherwise meets any of the risk criteria identified for the CDC will be collecting samples. But it still doesn't mean that they're actually that they're doing it. They, they've done. They've done. Uh, 915 total tests on 554 athletes so far in 2020 for mixed martial arts but right. this was but this was last updated March 12th right exactly right. that's going to so, be so exactly i think they have the it. protocol in so that fighters can know we can check you but they're not actually doing it right in right. case they get an anonymous tip or exactly. something who knows they can test you if you're like yo I heard this guy was, you know, I seen this guy doing shit. You could go check him if you get a tip, but you're not actively going out there pursuing it. You could hear Ray Longo on the Anakin Florian podcast every Monday afternoon. Uh, You could also reach him out at Ray Longo MMA. Um, Steve Lee, how could they reach you, sir? Um, You can find me on Instagram at Tevin Wee, and you can follow the gym page at law underscore MMA. And shout out to Jim's uh, like a law underscore MMA uh, folks. When we get back at this, it's it's so important that we recognize what we missed and how how critical. Uh, I know that my gyms are super important to me, and and to support them more than ever, as well as your trainers and everyone else. Manimal, great job today. How can people reach Hank? Guys, you can find me at Manimal John on uh, Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram has been pretty good. You know, me and Henry have been putting out some good content. I have some, I've just been training, you know, enjoying it, putting out as good content as I can. If anyone wants to hit me up for training advice, shoot me a DM. I've just been having a good time out there. I love the apocalypse. The sons of Odin train every day for Ragnarok. This is great. And Doc, you are always contributing. Uh, Steve Lee, what was Doc's Instagram handle? Uh, Instagram, that's at Doc Combat Sports at Doc Combat Sports. We appreciate you listening, everybody. Please check out our sponsors, audible.com slash MMA Beyond. That's audible.com slash MMA Beyond. You get a free audio book with a 30-day trial membership. Also, check out 
uh, onit.com slash MMA and beyond. Uh, use our promo code there as well for, uh, for a 10% savings. And, uh, and check out the Wimp to Warrior programs. What I have noticed for Wimp to Warrior, they started, they started uh, sharing some exercise ideas and that kind of stuff on in Instagram as well. So uh, check out Wimp to Warriors on Instagram. And can't wait till things start getting back to normal so we could talk more about that program uh, as well. Folks, we really appreciate you sticking with us and, and considering us part of your team and your family while you go through this. We appreciate it. Thank all of you for, for phoning in uh, this late in the evening. We appreciate it. Uh, folks, this is MMA Beyond. We'll catch you next time.